0: Welcome to Peak Fit. Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger, here to recap week two of the college football season. I'm here to stand in the paint, TJ. <laughs> is that what and, they say? Uh, is that what
1: the kids are saying these days?
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's what the kids are saying, but that is for sure what I'm saying. Uh talk about our our loss. Yeah. I I didn't
1: text you. I didn't I try okay, so like I'm not a good loser. Right. right? Like I'm not a like you know you try and try and teach your kids like to be a good loser, be gracious in winning. I don't
0: teach my kids that. Yeah.
1: Like I, I just, teach them
0: to be gracious in winning, but I don't know that I really teach them to Ryan, not be a good loser. I'm gonna have to work on that. Like
1: I take losses hard. Right. Like I don't I don't like when people text me and be like oh, your team you know like I mean I just yeah. ignore it. Like I saw them message other people too, but I was thinking about you. I knew you guys were driving home,
0: mm-hmm. and um,
1: yeah. I mean we'll we can we can jump right into it. You know um, just. Well, yeah, you just give us a start. So Florida loses to Kentucky in a game. They, you know, really weren't competitive in the second half. And was close at halftime,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it, it just, you know, offense didn't look good. Yeah. Um, defense, I thought was fine. You know, if you yeah, take away I mean, the, two, the two scores from, you know, off of turnovers, I thought the defense is fine. But uh, yeah. yeah, just offense was was pretty terrible. And uh, so, just yeah. yeah, what were
0: your what were um, your takeaways here? I mean, first of all, we talked about this prior to the season. Um, How AR does is going to determine how Florida does. It is not, it is, he is the cog, right, Uh, for the machine. If he has a bad game, Florida will lose. And that is what we saw. AR had a bad game. Um, the, The disappointing part about it to me was that if Florida had played only as well as they played against Utah, which I think was good, but not great they would have beaten this Kentucky team. So that is disappointing to see because even though I don't know that this team is ever going to be great this season, they have the ability to be better than what they showed. Um, I have AR concerns. Not, I've had them all along, right? Like I, I hope for the absolute best. I think that he has um, – he's incredibly athletic, right, and, and has a great set of skills that he brings to the table. Um, I have always heard things about his ability to learn the playbook. I don't know if that is a factor here or not. I can totally see people freaking out right now, me saying that. Um, but he didn't have a good game, right? He, he buckled under pressure. He admitted as such in the post game. I will say, super impressed with how he stood there and took complete ownership of what happened. And he's right. It was his fault. But how cool to see a kid not dodge the media, stand up on the podium and say, I didn't play well. I didn't lead my team. I didn't do what I needed to do. This loss is on me. I think that that's refreshing. I think that that shows that he has it in him to be a leader. Um, And I felt like Billy Napier didn't make excuses either. Um, I have some play calling questions. I almost think um, more than AR freaking out, which he did, right? He said that he got really down on himself after a, a couple of plays did not go his way, which is not something you want to hear your starting quarterback and really your only option at quarterback, say, but that's what he said. He got really down on himself. I think that Napier freaked out a little bit too on some of those play calling. I think that going for it on fourth down twice was both of I those
1: didn't, didn't make like, sense. You know, like if you did one without like if you'd just done one of those, like if you, if you, you done done it,
0: probably yeah, okay. if you hadn't
1: if you hadn't done it early and then you did it late, like with like with like four match. minutes to go, but like with four minutes to go, still they had timeouts and you were on your own 20. Like it was like we missed right. this, the game's
0: over. I didn't- right. And I mean the first time we did it, I think there was eight minutes and we had all of our timeouts. All three like time yeah. it just very much felt like a panic. Um desperate.
1: Yeah, I felt desperate. And for sure.
0: I and that's not what for somebody who who tells us that like He's got an analyst that runs this, that does that. He does things based on stats. He does all of this research. There's 0% chance there's any chart anywhere that said go for it. So that uh, is indicative of a bigger problem. I don't know. I don't love that he's calling plays. I think that it's difficult to do that as a head coach as well. I think it's difficult to remove yourself from the whole game and watch what's just going on with the offense and make adjustments there, which is really what you want your offensive coordinator to be doing. Um, And I think that's, I think that that's difficult. I understand why he wants to offensive lineman. I understand he's called it in the past. I did. I do think it's interesting too, though, in that we Florida just had a head coach who is an incredible offensive mind, right? Dan Mullen, You can knock him as being a poor CEO. You can knock him as saying he checked out towards the end of the season. All the things that people say about him may very well all be true, but he is a brilliant offensive mind that can take players that are, that he didn't recruit that are not built for his system and play them and make it successful. And I think that maybe what Florida, I actually read an article about this today that I thought was, was dead on that is a little bit of a trade-off right uf said they wanted a master recruiter uf said they wanted a coach that is a ceo that knows how to run and build a program i think that they have those things in billy napier i think the trade-off is that i don't think he's what dan mullen is as an offensive play caller and i mean that could change right but but florida was willing to take a downgrade at offensive coordinator To make an upgrade at CEO, they actively made that choice. And I think that we might be sitting in that a little bit now, which is okay, right? You will build your team. He gets plenty of time. This is his second game in. This is AR's third start ever, right? We kind of cut the kids some slack there, too. Hopefully, he grows leaps and bounds as the season goes on. Hopefully, he comes back next year and it's an even bigger improvement. But I do think we need to maybe be honest with ourselves about what we will be getting offensively because it might be just enough to win or not enough to win some of these close games. But if the idea is to start from the ground up and build a program the way that Billy Dapier envisions, then we just kind of got to be around for the ride at this point. I feel like,
1: yeah, I feel like, yeah, I I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with, with any of that. I think that, um, I think that, yeah, first of all, I don't think AR is a very good, passer right now he, he mm-hmm. could grow into that but even I mean sure. even in the Utah game I didn't think he was great no you. I mean
0: he had some splashes of brilliance and he can use his feet and I don't know yeah. if you saw or not and I don't know if how much truth to this there is or not but in the very first series he gets hit he's deep in his own end zone he comes up limping and he kind of like hobbles into the next thing and I have seen people speculate that that was part of why they they Threw the ball a lot more than they had the previous week. I don't know if that's true or he not. He got
1: hurt, so they threw the ball more?
0: As opposed to you him running.
1: Oh, okay, I was going to say. Running the ball. The ball.
0: No, I it was, was, was like his ankle, but as opposed to him running the ball. And yeah. I think um, I think Florida's offense will only be successful if Anthony Richardson is a legitimate threat with his feet as well. And there that is. That or he's got to get
1: that or, or sometime in this season, he's got to get much better throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, and Which I think he will. It's like I mean, much I more think. Likely. Right, like right. Well, that's the thing. You want to win now. You're going to win with his feet, and hopefully, the 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 throwing continues to develop, which I think that it will. Again, third game, all of his starts have been against top twenty teams. Um, this is this is where a lot of people thought Florida would be. I think, and it honestly may end up being a blessing in disguise too, because I think that there was so much hype after Florida's win against Utah that. There's a possibility it got to a young team's head. There's a possibility that it got to a young coaching staff's head. I don't, I think 18, which is where Florida is sitting today, is probably about right. I think 12 is really they, high. Yeah, I think it's
1: probably, I don't know, like, like, you know, the big thing in football is like you're never as good as you were last week and you're never as bad as you were last sure, week. Sure,
0: 100%. So, so I don't know. 18 is
1: probably more like where they should have been yeah, after Utah. That's what I think too. Um, so,
0: but yeah, also I mean, when you look at full like, you're... you're looking at, okay, this is one of the only top ten wins. So we're gonna go ahead and propel them up there because if we line all these wins up, this is a lot more impressive, which is also true. But right. I think when all the cards fall, eighteen is probably more where this team falls. Um, and this yeah. is also why I hate the rankings this early. They're stupid. they're 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 for us to have a talking point, not, because they're actually accurate. Um, I do think it's important to note the defense looks really improved. All right. Florida got better from week one to week two. Florida they got better. Play,
1: I will say they probably played a worse offense.
0: They probably Florida. did. They probably well, did. Like, but they're the a, lo- they're, a
1: little bit of credit, but I'll also improved, say like, opponent got easier.
0: But they're improved from last year too. And I think that, now, that um, I, think,
1: I don't want to jump ahead to this too much, but all, all that's going to matter is how it looks against Tennessee. Like, we'll right. talk about the right. USF game here right. a little bit, but, it, you know, I mean, going on the road so, to Knoxville, I, you know, I think that's interesting. That's a Let's back up, though, before, yeah. before we go to Tennessee, I do think that you're right about anyone who expected Billy Napier to come in and be as good as Dan Mullen was on game day, was probably tricking themselves, right? And
0: anybody that can't wrap their head around that is not being honest with themselves. And also, also can
1: we we maybe say that Dan maybe knew what he was doing by not starting Anthony Richardson every single game last year? Like maybe he – I mean, because like Emory Jones never had a game last year. And and also the confidence thing – to me, is probably the biggest red flag, like the biggest worry. Right. Because like this is a kid that they were writing articles about where his Heisman odds, Heisman odds were. Were, and he was right? in the top five of Heisman odds after the Utah game. Right. And for right. for him to be shaken mm-hmm. just because it was a close, like Florida led at the half, right? Just because it was a close game and, and you make a mistake here or there, like right. I, I that is. This is not a troll. This is not me trying to set something up later. That would be way. I don't more love that. What, right. That would be way, way more what I'm worried about than mm-hmm. him throwing. Bad passes line. happen. Interceptions happen. Sure. All you know. My favorite quarterback so throwing more than I anybody. I've said
0: all along that I and you know this. I've said this on the show a million times. I Dan Mullen knows what he's doing quarterback wise. And I, we, I, we've had this discussion when it's re- in regards to Franks and Trask. There's literally nothing that irritates me more than a Gator fan saying Mullen didn't know what he was doing because he started Franks over Trask. And uh, that argument means that you're telling your head coach that he should bench a quarterback who galvanized his team and got 10 wins and helped him win the locker room over as a new head coach, and just for no reason, essentially replace him with someone who did better in a spring practice is, and that is just, uh, there's so many things wrong with that scenario. And then you move forward to this. Dan Mullen is a great quarterback coach. Again, you can say he checked out. You can say he wasn't a great CEO. You can say he let things recruiting fall to the wayside. All of those things may be a hundred percent accurate, but Dan Mullen knows how to coach quarterbacks and he knows what he has and what he doesn't have. And so I, I think that maybe we saw a little bit of what he saw, but that's okay. AR is the guy now, right? He's had three starts. Miller is out with thumbs. He had thumb surgery, uh, Jack Miller, the backup. So Kitna, who has, I don't think, ever taken a snap, is the third string, now the second string. This is what we've got, right? It is AR or bust. And the good news is Florida doesn't have any sky-high expectations, so he should have some time. To develop. I think he's got a great skill set. He has a really high ceiling. I also think he has a really low floor and maybe different than some of the quarterbacks that Florida has had before him. His ceiling is higher, but I don't know that we've seen a quarterback performance that poor, even though Florida's had a lot of not so good quarterbacks in the last decade. So, uh, you know, it's something to watch. I don't think he has a lot of great targets. I think that's at least part of the problem. I'm not convinced he's making the right reads on things. There's a lot of times where he was watching the end. I think he was supposed to be looking at the outside backer. And, you know, the end crashes in. The outside backer is is sitting back. And if he runs it, it's four or five yards every single time. But he's not pulling it. He's handing it off. He's not calling his own number. Again, maybe that's injury-related. But he did it in the Utah game several times, too. And I just – with his size and speed and strength – you have to like him to get four or five yards against an outside backer every time. And so when the entire field is shifting to one side and you're left with just that backer, I don't understand why you're not taking that every chance, every chance you get until they stop you. Right. I'm,
1: I'm very interested to see if he was able to, and, and I, and I'm not like, you know, I'll make jokes on Twitter. I'll, I'll But like, I'm not trying to disparage a kid, but, if he was able to be shaken in the swamp, where there were eighty thousand plus people that had his back, right. I worry about what he looks like in Knoxville yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. I worry about what yeah. he looks like in Jackson. I am excited. I yeah. I worry about what he looks like in when there's a hundred thousand people at A and worry about what right. he looks like in Tallahassee. Like if he's getting yeah. shaken at home. What's he look like on the road when
0: right you don't have any when that you don't support? have the family yeah. the fr- uh, friendly faces. I am excited to see how he does against USF. It's a much lower pressure situation. It's a much worse team than the first two opponents. I'm interested to see them get to try some stuff, see how they how it works and maybe build that confidence a little bit. But yeah, Knoxville is a scary place to play. It is, you know, 105,000 people something like that. It is terrifying good news is it's a 330 kick instead of a night game I like that a little bit more second half will end up you know dark but I that is that is a hostile environment Knoxville is especially Tennessee seems to have some momentum they took care of business against Pittsburgh at the very end there um, they will come in hot and and you know they haven't gotten to beat Florida all that often so lately they're, they're going to be hungry for that win. Uh, it, how he responds, how this team as a whole responds. This is the adversity, right? They beat Utah. Nobody really thought that they were going to be able to do that. They did that. They then listened to everybody praise them and talk about how the Gators are back. Now, I don't really think Gator fans said that per se, but media had, you know, a lot of glowing things to say. So I think that this week brought them back down to reality a little bit. Um, and hopefully they learn from this, right? That's what this is. It's a learning opportunity. It's gotta be a learning opportunity for coaches. I think they have to coach better. I think play calling needs to get better. And AR has to play better. Um you know, how he plays will determine the outcome of each and every game, at least this season. Florida doesn't have enough weapons elsewhere for who for Richardson having an off day to not really hurt.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's probably what will happen. Like, he'll probably, unless he just completely turns a corner, like my prediction for AR the rest of the way will be that he's either going to have games that he wins you or games that he loses you. Kind mm-hmm. of like, I mean, I, I can't go a whole podcast without bringing him up. So, But kind of like Jameis a few years ago for the Bucks, right? He's going to have some spectacular games where he throws four touchdowns. And then he's going to have some games where he throws three picks and two of them go back for touchdowns. Right. Like, and that, you know, so far, that's what we've seen. Anthony Richardson won that game against Utah with absolutely dead. And and then he, he lost you the game against Kentucky. Right. And I'm not, and I think they'll beat USF. They'll beat Eastern Washington. I think they'll beat Missouri. They'll beat Vandy. Probably be South Carolina too, but then in those coin flip games, you know they'll lose to Georgia either way. Like Georgia's a loss. Like I think we can all feel. But like in the coin flip games, like Tennessee, LSU, A and M, Florida State. I
0: think A and M is a coin flip game now too, which I did not think prior to that. After watching that, I'm interested to see more. Right? Like we haven't, but but in uh, those
1: in those coin flips, Tennessee, LSU, it's going to come down to him. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be what he plays like. Right. And so you've got your second loss against Georgia in my opinion, mm-hmm. and then you've got four coin flip games. Mm-hmm. And if you just say, okay, we go two and two in those, well, then you finish your eight and four, right? right? If you go slightly worse, then it's going to be a seven and five. If the wheels come off and you lose all of them, obviously that's, you know, that's when you get into Not a six great. and six. Right. So to me, like right. the floor is still six and six, right? Unless yeah. he gets hurt or something like that. The floor right. is six and six. I would agree ceiling, with that. The ceiling's probably eight and four. Like I don't look at those four coin flip games and there's nothing after that after last week to make me say, oh, they're definitely no. going three and Well, one.
0: there's nothing after last week that says that. But I, I think this team, I think that I think nine and three is the ceiling, but we're not too far off from that. And part of that is my feeling that A&M is a winnable game that I didn't necessarily think was a winnable game. Could Florida play like they played against Kentucky and beat A&M? Probably not. Could they right. play like they played against Utah? Depends on the Texas A&M team that we see. The one that we've that we saw last week, yeah. If if they pull it together, and that's the other thing too, is that all of these other teams that look like crapshoots to us are teams that are really talented. Like when you look at rosters and player rankings and things like this, have the ability to really have a high ceiling. And so some of this is, I don't know that I think Florida's ceiling in terms of talent on the roster is equal to A and M. LSU we know it's not equal to Georgia um some of these other coin flip games so then it has to come down to something else outside of pure talent right yeah. uh, I think that oh. um,
1: the Tennessee game is gonna be fun we'll we'll get together for that
0: if that you can stay fun. away
1: from going to the game but I think that game is going to tell us a lot and we'll uh that game is at 3 30 and then Florida State plays Boston college at night at eight so We'll see. All right, I want to give a shout-out, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this weekend. Um, Greg Brunt over at Brunt Insurance. We appreciate their support, all that they do. You can call Greg at 954-589-2204. Whether you need your home, car, boat, motorcycle, auto, if it's on wheels, he'll insure it. Um, It's bruntinsurance.com. Greg's a big Gator fan. Probably a little blue after this week like Allie is too. No pun intended because they play Kentucky. But call him and give him um, – Give him some of your thoughts. He'll talk college football with you and also get you taken care of. Both my home and auto insured by Brent Insurance. Um, or he found the policies. They're not actually owned by Brent Insurance. But found the policies, and I worked through him. So, Brent Insurance.com, 589-954, sorry, 589-2204. Appreciate you, Greg. Okay, so after a game like Kentucky, mm-hmm. to me – I don't think it's like as bad as that Duquesne game. But like I feel like you can you can only be upset on on Saturday. Would would be the only like like if you win by 40, I mean you're gonna say, okay, good. It was USF. We we should win, right? Right, like that, right. But like you're only real and, and you should just, I mean, maybe you feel satisfied or whatever. Like you're not gonna be like super ecstatic over anything that happens on Saturday, right? Like you can only like, it can only be kind of a worst case scenario. Like you sneak out of there with like a 10 point win and you're like, oh crap, (laughs) what are we into? But like, how do you, how do you like, how do you like measure this game this weekend, right? Like, what do you want to see from the team? Because for all intents and purposes, Anthony Richardson can go out and have another bad game and the team should still win by like 20, right? Right. But if he has come down
0: and has another bad game, then that's not a great sign for me. No, I I want to see him have confidence, and control of the offense. I want to see – you know, something that I that I noticed about him that is so reminiscent of Tebow, and it's actually not one of Tito's, uh, Tebow's good traits, is that he <laughs> throws the ball so hard that it makes it difficult to catch. Yeah. Um, when Tim played in the um, – the senior ball in Mobile, my cousin was a Titan from Alabama and he played in the senior ball too. And he and Tim were on the same team. And one of the things that he told me was he was like, his ball is so hard to catch because he throws it so hard. And he was like, this is not, that is not like, you know, any of the other quarterbacks that I've ever worked with. And when you watch AR, some of them are literally just launched. But when I say launched, I don't mean like. 70 yards, which he's also capable of doing. I mean, it's like a freaking bullet coming at you and it makes it difficult to catch. Like, it's almost like there's not a touch on it yet. And I mean, who knows what, it, I don't know if that's him. I don't know if the receivers aren't doing what they're supposed to do, but it appears that it's coming out really, really hard. I don't think that Florida has any great receivers. They don't really have a whole lot of guys that can make separation. Uh Saul is Florida's number one target by far, but then he also wasn't on the field. For decent chunks of series. And I don't know why or what, but it doesn't seem like Florida has a lot of great uh offensive targets. There's some young guys on the roster that maybe will start getting, you know, a little bit of of an opportunity to get some looks. And so maybe there's some talent there. It's just sitting on the bench, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of offensive talent. And so you couple that with passes that are maybe not on the money or too hard, but you got a green you got green wide receivers catching it. That's a problem right? You you got quarterback potentially making the wrong reads. That's the problem. I There was wide receivers. A lot of times they were not blocking when they were supposed to be. That's a problem. And then you have some offensive play calling that leaves some questions for us. All of that amounts to what we saw on Saturday. But I will say very few penalties, both games, very few penalties. Florida is historically one of the very most penalized teams in the SEC season in season out last year, a lot of undisciplined play. I think that that really bodes well for where they're going long-term. This team is a lot more disciplined than they've ever been.
1: You, you definitely just jinxed it. Cause they'll have four false starts on Saturday. Now that you said
0: that,
1: uh, well, let's see them on the road. Let's see them in front of a hundred thousand yeah. people in Knoxville. Um, well,
0: let's get through USF first.
1: Go, um, so, uh, Florida State goes on the road to play Louisville this weekend. Did you watch the U- Louisville UCF game the night before? I
0: did. I did watch some of that game. It was the only game in town on, basically. And yeah. You know.
1: It wasn't great, but I wanted yeah. to see it because of the matchup. Um right. Yeah. That's so this a, game, That's
0: a very winnable game for Florida State.
1: Yeah, there there is um I'm trying to think of like how to say it, but like I wouldn't say that this is like if you have offered me at the beginning of the year, I picked both LSU and Louisville to win. But I said yeah. I thought we would find a way to split them. Like right. we'll find we a way to that. win one of them. Right. So I I had us two and two or three and one coming out of this out of mm-hmm. that. If you'd have offered me three and one, because I do think they beat the heck out of BC. BC lost yeah. the to Rutgers, then they'd scored three points against Virginia Tech last week. Right. I just don't foresee a scenario where BC comes to Tallahassee next weekend and, and wins. Right. Outside right. of like some kind of catastrophic injury something crazy happening. Like I just, it'd be, it'd be like Missouri who just, you know, lost to Kansas state last week by 40. It'd be like Missouri coming into the swamp and winning this year. Like I just don't see it happening. Even if, right. even if you have plays a bad game or FSU plays a bad game against BC, I think that's a win. So I don't think it's a must win, but I think that there's a huge opportunity for Mike Norvell and this team. Right. To take a massive leap forward. Their right. chances of starting the season, this year at four and we're eleven percent. All right, pretty unlikely, right? Happens right. one or every ten times. They were they're going to be they were a dog in that LSU game. They opened up as a one point dog to Louisville. That's now flipped mm-hmm. to Florida State as a two right and a half two favorite. and a half. And so I don't want to say that it's impossible for them to lose, but I do think that Florida State is better at every single position group. Maybe you would take Malik Cunningham slightly over Jordan Travis. I, I don't know that. Like, that's the one position group I think you could have a debate about. Right. Um, or if it's better on the offensive line. I thought UCF was better in the trenches than Louisville was. I think Malik Cunningham just made some spectacular plays with his legs. Yeah, and that was the difference in the game. And so, to me, it truly comes down to, one, can they limit Cunningham? Can they limit him from running? Which right. they – Literally faced a quarterback that was very, very similar in Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And so they've literally had three or four weeks to prepare for this because you had the bye week and you probably didn't prepare for Duquesne much at all. So right. Four weeks to get ready for this. Um, can they limit Cunningham? Can they can they get to 28 points, right? Like, I don't think they need to go crazy on offense. I I think if they can get to Little's averaging
0: 13 and a half yeah. points. So, so.
1: I, I think Florida State wins this. It's a Friday night. It's on the road. It's in conference. Home opener. Weird things happen when you play on on weekdays, like I get. But like, if this game is a Saturday, three thirty on a neutral site, like I've got Florida State by like ten, you know. Yeah. And even Vegas would have us by like, it sounds like five or six, right? So right. I, I like FSU in this game. I think that if they essentially don't play with their heads in their tails, they'll win the game. Like I don't, I, I don't even. No, outside of Cunningham, just going crazy with his legs. Like, I don't really right. see a path to Louisville winning. I just
0: right. don't think they
1: have enough talent. I They should have lost to UCF if, if Plumlee wasn't just terrible. Well, I like Jordan Travis more than I like Plumlee, and I like our defense more than right. I like theirs. So, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to drink so, so much Kool-Aid, but Florida State really should win this game. Like And there's really yeah. no excuse for them not to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that what we've seen from Florida State and what we've seen from, from Louisville, I would take I, – I, when we pick them, I will take Florida State in this game. I don't know. Um, yeah. It Louisville's not a good to team, lose. Right? No, it No, well, it's not. I said Louisville's not a good team, at least what they've shown so far is not a good team. And I just pulled up the stats to look at that. And, you know, FSU is superior in uh, pretty much every statistical category. And I'm I'm looking at passing yards, rushing yards, like top receiving yards, um i florida state matches up well and they they win almost every major category um florida state's averaging 35 and a half points a game louisville's averaging 13 and a half florida state's averaging almost 250 yards passing louisville's averaging about 200 florida state's averaging 270 yards rushing louisville's averaging 181 i mean all of those things Uh, are favorable to FSU. It is on the road. It is a Friday night. I don't love Friday night games because I do feel like the whole routine, um, game week routine, is just crunched and changed. And I don't love that. But I I also don't know that I think Louisville is a super intimidating place to play. Um, So, yeah, I like Florida State in this one as well.
1: Yeah. So, Florida State does get the benefit of having the bye week. So, it doesn't mm-hmm. mess up the game week routine too much. Right, In I guess fact, yeah. all of their games have been, you know, one on a Sunday and then a bye week and then one on a Friday. And so it's kind of been They're, all over for them. Louisville yeah, also played on Friday. So,
0: yeah. So, theirs is a normal game week prep. Too, it, so, which,
1: it, it doesn't impact either team too much there, but yeah. it's still a Friday night. And these guys have played dozens mm-hmm. of games on Saturday. And so it is,
0: it is a little it's different. different than your routine. And I don't, I, I, that makes things wonky sometimes, but it also so, can make it wonky for the other team as well.
1: For sure. I think if both teams go out and play their if, if both, if both teams, teams go out play and play their best, best game, state's better. I think if both teams go out and play their best game, I think Florida state wins this by like 17. Like, I think they're that much better. Hmm. I, they're just better at every single position. If, 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 if UCF's defense could hold Louisville down. Yeah. I think Florida state's defense can. Now, I'm not predicting that Florida State goes out and plays their best game, but I think Florida State's a two- to three-scored better team than them. I don't know that I expect Florida State to go out and play their best game, right? That's a lot to ask, right? Right. So um, I think it's crucial that they had the bye week and they don't have to play immediately after the emotional win against LSU. Right. I think that if this is a seven-point game at halftime, either way, the Noles win. I think really the only way the Noles lose this game is if they're down – they get down early – and just can't fight their way out of it. Like they're down like right. 21 to 3 or something early due to some mistakes, due to some shot plays, things like that. If this is a 17 to 10 game Louisville at halftime, I think the Noells find a way to win it. Uh it's probably yeah. going to be closer than it should have been, but I think as long as it's, it as long as it's not Louisville jumping out to a massive lead, I think we'll be fine. So yeah. we'll see. But I will I will drink a lot more Kool-Aid if they get to 3-0. Because I do think they beat BC. You're like gonna I be
0: insufferable. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, I had to go on four last year. So if they start out four and zero, I mean, I feel like I deserve that. Yeah. I'll get you a garnet colored shirt. You'll be fine. Um, you won't wear it, but sure. <laughs> I'll get it for the kids. I think I already have pictures of them in garnet. So, all right, let's recap some picks. Yeah, we'll get out. We'll get out a little bit early tonight. Um. We both missed Alabama, Texas. That was a great game. Did you get to watch any of it before you left? Time um, you
0: I watched. Yeah, I watched some of it. We left at like 2.30. Um, okay. I watched some of it. We had the iPad in the car. So we like listened to the game cast uh, at the very end there too. Um, we actually wrote, we had some friends with us that uh, we took up to the game that our Ohio State fans are from Ohio and uh, they... <laughs> were convinced that Texas was going to win, and I was like, "No, hmm. Nick Saban will pull it out at the end because he sold us, sold to the devil. That's how There's this works. Nick other Saban other will win." Out. And then it did, and they were like, "How did you know that that was going to happen?" I was like, "Because I've watched SEC football for a really long time." Do they um, not
1: watch football? Like, no, Alabama they do, good, but like, they watch good.
0: Big Ten football. So, um,
1: so they don't I, watch the you know,
0: right? right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, Alabama, I think didn't look good there's a there is about a 50 50 chance that this Alabama team's just not as good as Nick Saban's pre- some of Nick Saban's previous teams and they may not win a national championship they may not even make it to the playoffs the other chance of that is Nick Saban sacrificed his backup kicker at halftime they won this game and now they're in the middle of what fraternities would refer to as hell week and they're going to be on the warpath the whole rest of the season because they played a bad game that they actually won so you know
1: I think Georgia's winning it all.
0: I mean, so far Georgia looks fantastic, yeah. but I also am used to Georgia losing one that they shouldn't or doing something they shouldn't. So we shall see. And also, I feel like Kirby Smart just freaks out when Nick Saban is involved. So yeah, we'll see.
1: So I do think with like a And M struggles and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. I think Alabama finds a way. And I mean, Arkansas yeah. is an interesting team to to watch. Also, I don't think they compete for the SEC West or anything, but. Mm-hmm. It was I interesting. I think they're just good
0: enough to be annoying. Yeah. It, well, another two team, West teams.
1: I, I don't think that they compete for it. But I do think that LSU is going to get better and better as the year goes on. I love it, that it was, you're now
0: easy. on that train after you guys beat them. But well, last year, when we it, talked about it, you're oh, abysmal. It's was was.
1: I was and right I, about that listen, with them getting rid of Orgeron. You
0: are right that they are going to get better and better. But it's annoying that you are are now jumping on this train because they, literally the only reason last you're doing it is because four states beat LSU. Last year, they
1: weren't good, though. They fired their coach. PJ, they went under they're 500. Not,
0: they're not a whole lot better than they were. They're tough, I, which I they think were also last
1: year. Last year, they lost seven games. I think they go eight and four this year.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see.
1: Because they lost to four State. They'll lose to Alabama they'll drop one more they shouldn't, and then they'll lose to like an Arkansas or something. I think they'll yeah. go eight and four. Well, we've What was impressive played. to me about LSU is that they literally, after losing to FSU, they literally set a record in their game on Saturday for most first quarter points. And so I I don't know if like, we just kind of got lucky that like LSU figured it out a little bit too late in that game <laughs> and they yeah. they didn't have. It I mean, that in was some terrible
0: half. football in but the first half. Terrible I, football.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if LSU is really good. They play Mississippi State this weekend. If they can get their first SEC win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, Alabama looks down. I don't think Auburn's good. I think the the, the, the their game against Florida will be a good game, even yeah. though it's in the swamp. Um, I think LSU could have a good year. I think they could be like eight and four, nine and three. I don't no. think they compete, but I think they'll be a good team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they're a good team every year. I think that they, even with their record last year, I think LSU could have beat anybody on their roster at any given time. I mean, excuse me, on their schedule at any given time.
1: So I'm all in it. Go Tigers. You're so annoying. So annoying. So we both missed the Texas game. What we were doing here. Uh, You took Vandy. I took Wake. uh, So I hit that one. We both. Both took App State. So hats off to us. We should get double points there, but we're just right. gonna do one because we both
0: got That's it. The if it was just
1: me, I would definitely do double points. Um we both took Tennessee. They covered that by half a point, so good job for us. I gotta stop bet on the gators. Remember that one year? It, it was the it was the pits I'm sorry, it was the uh trask year, 2020. They, they won every weekend, but they just never they covered. never
0: covered, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm back on that bandwagon. I'm back on betting just against UF. I, I expect them to win games, but – well, not all of them. But I, I just don't think they're going to cover. Okay. Like, that's just two they are. Um, You got UCF or, you know, Louisville. I took UCF, so you got the point there. And then we both got Liberty, who got their second win of the year. They were a six-and-a-half-point underdog to UAB, and they're 2-0 and oh now. So 33% of the way. To uh, bowl eligibility. My teams combined are four and zero. You guys have one win. So, so what
0: did that make our records for this week?
1: So we're we're both four and three. Okay. And then overall we're both seven and five. So okay. I haven't pulled away just yet. Um, but it's coming. Just just stay tuned.
0: Okay. All right, Florida State's
1: a two and a half point favorite to Louisville. I like the Noles to
0: give me Florida ahead. State. Let's go.
1: Uh Liberty. This is a tough one for me. Liberty's a 16 and a half point favorite. Uh, sorry, 16 and a half point underdog. To Wake Forest, I'm betting with my heart here. Go Flames.
0: I was going to say, I'm betting Liberty. I don't bet against them anymore. I don't think they win, but let's say they cover. Let's say.
1: I like it. UGA is a 24-point favorite at South Carolina. I think, first of all, I don't think South Carolina is very good. Mm. I also think that exactly what you just said, like Kirby Smart always like kind of freaks out or screws mm. up or drops when he shouldn't. I think that any time he can make a statement game, he will,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I think they end up running it up on him. Like yeah, I just think I we're too. a lot better.
0: I do too. God, we got to start picking against each other. But yeah, I pick UGA.
1: Um. Do do do. do, do. Give me a second here. Um. I lost my notepad. Um, Oregon is a three and a half point favorite against BYU. Um, the game is in Oregon.
0: Um, three and a half point favorite against BYU. Give me BYU. Okay,
1: cool. I'll take Oregon here. Um I don't watch either one of these teams. I don't know anything about them, but I'll uh I'll 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 do the opposite just so that we can
0: make sure. each other.
1: Penn State's a three point favorite at Auburn. I like Penn State here. Give me Auburn. I haven't watched a game from either team. Me neither. uh, Here we go. Uh, LSU is a two-point underdog at home against Mississippi State. I'll take LSU here.
0: Um, I'm going to take Mississippi State just to be different, but I think Mm. LSU probably wins.
1: Oh, Tigers, my team. Uh, USF is a 24-point underdog in the swamp. I think Florida covers this, but I'm taking USF because I just I can't.
0: Well, give me Florida.
1: I can't bet on you guys. Like, that's just you guys cost me too much. All right. Oh, here's the maybe line. that's
0: my problem. I need to stop betting on Florida and then they'll win. This is my own personal Be karma it. here.
1: Yeah, take USF here. I'd like that. <laughs> uh Miami is a five and a half point underdog at AM. Miami didn't look very good against Southern Miss AM. Obviously. Give me dropped. AM. Oh man, you like my AM there. I kind of like Miami to cover this and AM to win it late. So
0: I'll take Miami.
1: But I, I do think AM wins. And I yeah. hope you're right. Like, I hope it's a blowout. So,
0: me too. I hope okay. they curb stomp them.
1: <laughs> no. All right. I'm with it.
0: All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, Jimbo Fisher, is the seat hot?
1: Um, so, through the first 50 games, he's got a one game worse record than Kevin Sumlin does, right? Mm-hmm. I saw Barrett tweet that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the seat is hot. I do think. Is it warm? No. I don't think so. I, you know, I don't think after I don't think after one bad loss. Like mm-hmm. if they but when you look at AM's schedule I'll tell you if they play like they did last week Miami will beat them. And I don't even think Miami's very good.
0: Yeah, they're but not.
1: I, I just know that Miami's offense can like string some plays together and that's A&M's problem right now is that their offense is just so antiquated that it it just doesn't work. So they've got some tough games coming up. They they play Miami, then they got to go play Arkansas. Arkansas is a top ten team right now. That's actually at home, so it is at Kyle Field. Start their first four games at home. that must be nice. They play Arkansas. I think they lose that one. Then they play at Mississippi State. I don't know what's going to happen there, but then they go to Tuscaloosa, and I don't care how much Tus you know Alabama's struggling right now, but Alabama to win. win that Alabama game. Will
0: win. Right.
1: So I've got them at three losses there. Then through the rest of the year, they've got South Carolina. I think they win that. They've got Ole Miss, which Ole Miss is ranked 20th right now. Mm-hmm. I can see them losing to Ole Miss with their high-flying offense. They've got Florida. I've got them beating Florida right now just based on basically both mm-hmm. teams looking bad last week and the game's in Kyle Field. But we'll know more about both teams when it gets mm-hmm. to November. Right. they got to go to the Plains and play Auburn. I still think they win that game. They play UMass. That'll be a win. And then LSU to finish up the year. I mean, they could be 8-4, 7-5 and again. But I think
0: – Eight and four and seven and five is not what these Texas a no. boosters are paying the big money for. He Jimbo Fisher has had multiple really highly ranked recruiting classes. He should have enough pieces in place to be making a real run at the conference. And he's not. He hasn't. So, I mean, could they lose to Upstate that galvanizes the team? they go on a tear. Maybe. They have the talent to do so. But nothing that he's shown me Over the last couple of years is anything more than the ability to be an annoying, you know, thorn in somebody's side that maybe messes up somebody else's plans, but definitely doesn't deliver for them. And at what point do the people funding these bajillion dollar classes and these NIL and all this stuff get restless? Right. And at what point do all of these five star players who went there to win a championship and make a whole bunch of money uh, get restless?
1: And do any more
0: recruits head that way when they're watching what's going on?
1: Yeah, I – I don't know. Yeah, I I think that he's – I don't know. You've seen him – I mean, he's just very – he's a very stubborn person. And so – which if I was making $75 million to a job, I would do it the way I wanted to do it too. Like I I get I do it the
0: way anybody wanted me to do it for $75 million.
1: These guys' pride is pretty crazy. So – um. But yeah, I, I, I think, I think it'll be telling what happens this weekend, how they yeah. rebound. Because if they beat Miami, mm-hmm. then I think they'll lose to Arkansas, but then they'll probably beat Mississippi State, and they'll play this game where they're, you know, what what will the record be at that point? You know, one, two, two and two.
0: They'll I be just three think- and three.
1: So I think they're going to be three and three after Alabama. Right, beat Miami, lose to Arkansas. But-
0: So then let's say if they're three and three after Alabama and they win out, this is not a team that people are going to be satisfied with nine and three. That can't be the ceiling. Yeah. Right. And they're not. not. I don't think they are, but this is uh, the ceiling can't be that. That is not what people are paying millions and millions of dollars for. Right. Like you can be eight and four and coach South Carolina, you can be eight and four and your seat's fine in Arkansas you can be 8 and 4 and people are pumped in Mississippi State. I don't think you can be 8 and 4 at Texas A&M for long right now with the resources that have been poured into that program. I mean that doesn't mean he's fired after this season. But I think people are looking to see when this turnaround happens. Yeah. And it's got I think it has to happen sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. I think their season right now is looking at like 7 and 5, 8 and 4. And that's not good enough. You know, and if it's seven to five, like that's, I mean, he's not getting fired this year. I mean, maybe think of like no. five and seven or something, but I think that it kind of comes down to what happens next year. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. anyway, all right, cool. We'll be back. Hopefully your team can find a way to get.
0: Did you beat me in college football fantasy this week?
1: I'm two and zero, So that's all I know. So,
0: all right. I'm pretty sure I lost this. Uh, yeah, I won again. Sure I lost this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we I'm pretty pretty seven. Overall. Because
1: I'm undefeated. So it's very important that we continue. Well, I'm glad you listen, brought that up.
0: I moved I my, my whole roster around, and I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm unstoppable this week.
1: Um. Yeah. Do you play me? Who do we play? Let me look right right. real quick. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick. Hold on. Let's see. I've never even heard. Again, not doing NFL, during college football fantasy, mm-hmm. which is just wild. But obviously, I'm pretty Stay good at it. I'm okay. Week three. No, nah, it's some other guy. All right, I'm, when do I play you? Hold on. I don't week know. Four, when do week you five, play six, week seven. Good lord, do we ever play? Are you alligator? I assume. Yeah. Week eight, so October eighteenth. Yeah, like I'll probably have, have, have forgotten the semi lineup by that time, but we'll see. But yeah, thank you for bringing up the fact that I'm two and zero. Oh. I I appreciate that. I mean,
0: well listen, the comeback. <laughs> the it's comeback. be Strong. Just wait.
1: Yeah. You and your Gators both stunk last weekend. So. <laughs> well. Anyway. I can't can't relate as a, the undefeated crowd over here. So, all right, we'll be back next week. We'll see if Valley's team can finally get over five hundred or not. Um, at worst, best case scenario for or worst case scenario, we'll be tied next week. So that's fine. All right, thank you, Greg Brunt, Brunt Insurance Five. I'm sorry, always forget worst the worst case
0: scenario for who?
1: Worst case scenario, we're tied. Like for me,
0: mm-hmm. we have a we have the
1: same record okay. next week. Okay, five eight. Nine five four five eight nine two two zero four. Brun Insurance. We'll be back next week and do it all over again. Thank you guys for hanging out. Go Noles. Go Gators. Wow. Ah, see, I didn't turn off that stuff.